The following episode is uncensored and contains language and scenarios that some listeners may find disturbing or offensive. We don't intend to make a habit of this, but there are some topics that are darker than others and warrant an unfiltered discussion. We hope you understand, and with that being said, on with the episode. I'm Ren Young. And I'm Katrina Vargas. And And this this is That Other F Word. Mitch. Where? You're canceled. Yeah, probably. Permanently. Canceled. Done. I'm you sorry. I don't understand that. Job. Maybe maybe it would be more effective if Katrina sang that intro. Canceled. No, stop. Mitchie. I didn't mean that. <laughs> <laughs> we could like do it in harmony. Mm-hmm. Oh God. No. Y'all can't even say the catchphrase in harmony. <laughs> At the end of each episode, let alone in harmony. harmony. It's just in to- just speaking it. We can't do it. You're right. No, no it's like a round. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what we should do. Feminism is in a bad word. Feminism is in a bad word. I'm going to go cut myself. <laughs> Please don't do that. Let's not joke about that either. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> we need to, you've been canceled, so we need to sit here and talk about how terrible you are. Correct. In and out of context. <laughs> um, make up information about you, use you for a cause. I mean, there's we've got a long list of things we need to accomplish now. Perfect. Let's you need to it. lose your job. Not okay. this job. We still need you to produce the podcast. But um, <laughs> as far as the real job, we need to make sure you lose it. Um, go into a deep depression um, and, you know, that your life has changed forever. And attack you on the regular. Perfect. Are you cool with that or... I don't feel like I have much of a choice. <laughs> I, I, well, you did. I gave up all control of this podcast and and the things that you two do long ago. <laughs> That's really the best choice. It really is. Smart man. Finally, You're welcome. We, we found one. Helps my blood pressure considerably. <laughs> so, what are we talking about here, Rin? Why did we cancel uh, Mitchie? Cancel culture. And a little bit public shaming, these things kind of go hand in hand. Um, and I'm hoping that Mitch will feel differently about this than I do. I guess we'll find I out. Think I, I think I feel somewhere in between. I actually think I do think a little bit differently about it than you do. How would you know? Don't make I me don't, cancel you too. But I'm going to cancel <laughs> your ass. Okay. <laughs> no. I'll be over here playing Animal Crossing. You guys no, you will not. Let me Put know that when, down. When you need me. You will be canceled, and so will Animal Crossing if you continue with Oh, yeah, you better be careful. We'll cancel it. We'll start a hashtag, and you will live to rue this moment. Ooh. I'm currently ruing the day that we started this podcast. (laughs) Oh, you don't even know rue. Okay. (laughs) I am a big fan of rue Rue McClanahan. Uh, Who isn't? She seems lovely. All right, moving on. Okay, so this episode, cancel culture has been around for a long time. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about what that is if you don't you have, know. because you're Do you not have a list? A, uh, Katrina, you know I have a list. Of course. Of course. Of course. My lists have not been canceled. Never. No. <laughs> um, but actually, so recently there was a letter signed by about 150 people, uh, <laughs> including Salman Rushdie, Margaret Atwood, who wrote The Handmaid's Tale, Noam Chomsky, who's famous for things. Um, J.K. <laughs> Sorry, J.K. Rowling, Malcolm Gladwell, and feminist superstar Gloria Steinem, who I recently realized my husband didn't know who she was. <laughs> Big surprise. He had her confused with, I kid you not, Sacagawea. What? I mm. wish that was. I wish that was a joke so hard. <laughs> I need to bring my shovel and lime. I mean, I'd get it in the car. <laughs> um, so here is a snippet from the letter. <laughs> I have no words. I'm sorry. I'm, go ahead. Yeah. Well, it, so it's not so much that he had the two figures confused. is that he, just, he thought Sacagawea was the most famous feminist, um, and but also didn't know what she was famous for other than she was on some money. This is also the man who didn't know who Eric Clapton was and called him Willie Clapton and made my dad want to throw him out He called him 
He called him what? Willie Clapton. And regularly gets him confused with Peter Frampton. I wish that Shane was on this so that I could hang up on him. Yes. <laughs> like canceled. Talk about canceling a person right now. I'm so angry. Me too. Like I, okay. I, have, I have like this fire building in my chest. And so when I called him Yoko Ono the other day, did he even, did he even understand? I don't think I told him. But well, he wouldn't know what you were saying anyway, so you could call him anything, anything feminist or music, and clearly he knows nothing. Well, but, um, I will be teaching I will be teaching the dragon history, obviously. Oh obviously. And music, because obviously the donor's uh, an idiot. He's just gonna hear 80s hair bands and Asian metal music. And not even know who wrote them or sang them or played them or God help us all. Okay. So I'm far off the topic. So anyway, He's canceled. back to the letter. Um, the free exchange of information and ideas, the lifeblood of a liberal society, is daily becoming more constricted. While we have come to expect this on the radical right, censoriousness is also spread. I just said that slowly because I had to pronounce it's, it real carefully. It's a tough word. Sound it out. Sound it out. She did. That's what I did. No. You're canceled. Censoriousness is also spreading more widely in our culture. An intolerance of opposing views, a vogue for public shaming and ostracism, and the tendency to dissolve complex policy issues in a blinding moral certainty. We uphold the value of robust and even caustic counterspeech from all quarters, but it is now all too common to hear calls for swift and severe retribution in response to perceived transgressions of speech and thought. So when we're talking about cancel culture, and like I said, this in public shaming I wouldn't say they're the same thing. I would say they're kind of like holding hands walking down the street. Um, cancel culture is kind of the democratization of justice on the internet is what I would say. Um, it's public shaming and it thrives on dehumanization. So, so yeah, I, I think of it as like really broad bullying and um, it's a little mob mentality to me. It's a lot mob mentality. <clears throat> Um, so some examples that I think will resonate with a lot of people, uh, R. Kelly is a big one, the mute R. Kelly movement, uh, Roseanne Barr, her tweets that got her kicked off, um, the Roseanne her show, show Roseanne, <laughs> which then became the Connors, uh, Kevin Hart, uh, you know, he had some tweets from a long time ago that were homophobic. He, you know, came out, said he regretted it, but there was so much controversy about him hosting the Oscars that he ended up, which was his his dream he Pull, said yeah, that he out. pulled out um monica Lewinsky is kind of a classic example um she calls herself patient zero for public shaming <laughs> actually although of course it happened a long time ago but she kind of was like right before the internet but right when like the 24-hour news cycle kind of was burgeoning and so you know she's in <laughs> he, there's a john oliver piece on public shaming where she talks about how she's in 125 rap songs like her her mm -hmm. name is just so ubiquitous, right? Like it's just everywhere all the time. Um, and talk about dehumanization, like her name doesn't even mean who she is anymore, right? Like it refers to a specific act and a specific time in our country and a specific investigation and all and that. And time in her life, right. <clears throat> poor Michael Lewinsky. Uh, uh, um, I'm not well, so listen, sure. Well, you should watch that John Oliver piece. If everybody... Like, if the worst mistake you made, not what you were caught for, but the worst mistake you ever made when you were in your early 20s was put on blast worldwide life. for the rest of your life, I mean, come on. It's not that she didn't make a mistake, but anyway, because she did. <laughs> but uh, She mistakes. made a very poor choice, but... She did, but I, wow. You know, I, I, there's a whole nother something in that, but we'll yeah. let, leave that. Um, There's like a lot of some things in that. A lot of people, yes. Um, I'd like to do an episode on her, actually. I think that would be interesting. Um, one that, you know, a lot of people associate this with celebrities, but actually uh, this happens to regular people too, and actually a lot. Um, and I will share this piece by John Ronson on public shaming, but he focused on Justine Sacco. He actually wrote a book about public shaming. Um, but the one he discusses in his TED talk is Justine Sacco. A lot of you probably remember her. She was a PR professional, but she was on a trip to Africa and she tweeted, going to Africa, hope I don't get AIDS, 
just kidding, I'm white. So while she is on the plane to Africa, this probably is sounding familiar to some of you. While she's on the plane to Africa, this becomes a worldwide trending topic on Twitter. She's just like a regular person. When she lands, she turns on her phone and she's got people asking her if she's okay. She lost her job over this. Um, and it was like, you know, people activists use the tweet to say, you know, instead of posting this stuff, um, you know, make a donation to this. Basically it was, it was labeled as a racist tweet. Um, and she was attacked as being a racist. Well, wait, um, she was attacked for being a racist and companies used it. Like there were airline companies that were like, Hey, don't tweet something racist. Uh, you know, before you board, you know, go, go air flights or whatever. Um, in addition, there were people that were saying somebody need somebody with AIDS needs to rape this woman. Oh yeah. So, right. So, you know, when John Ronson talked to her, you know, she was doing the thing that a lot of us do on social media of just firing off something that she thinks is funny, right? <clears throat> what she said she was doing was she was making fun of the white bubble that we all live sure. in over here. And what sarcastic. she was saying was, we all feel like we're exempt from all these horrible things that happen to us over here in this little bubble. Of course she could get AIDS. She could get AIDS here, right? So, so this is a you know, when you work in a professional environment, you're one of the first things we all learn is that anything electron, like emails and all that, it's very two dimensional. Well, she's also a PR professional. Like she should have known better. Than some of your, things. sometimes you need to pay attention to what you're writing and how it can come across because you don't have the uh, beauty of inflection. And even when just a, a few minutes ago, you did something sarcastic in our last episode and Mitch said, Hey, if any of you weren't paying attention that was sarcasm but we could I tell do that all the time on but this show. right but like we have the benefit of your inflection we now have the benefit of your video and your face and all of that stuff um also the things we say here even in sarcasm can come back to us um what generally irritates me so this whole mob mentality all this kind of stuff i kind of don't love right but also, I've, I've had this fight with people all the time. They'll put something and they'll post something controversial, intentionally, not intentionally, whatever. And then they're always like surprised when somebody posts something back controversial. I'm like, you, you posted something controversial. Do you really think somebody wasn't going to post something back? Well, what, I mean, what do you think is going to happen here? So I don't think the posting back is the problem with cancel culture. Like, sure. you, you, I mean, free speech is free speech. It doesn't apply to any one person. That's right. Like, and just because you're the originator of the statement doesn't make you the only person who can write, have an opinion. hundred percent. But what I will say is, so like, I keep being distracted. We're not even in the studio and I'm so majorly distracted by Mitchell's faces and arm crossing that I can't even see straight right now. One of my, like, somebody that I've been paying attention to lately is Killer Mike, <laughs> which is probably not what you thought I was going to say. Um, but I find him really interesting. And I listened to him. He was talking about a conversation he had with a white friend of his where he was defending Roseanne Barr. And he was saying, you know, for those of you who don't remember, she was tweeting racist stuff. I can't remember who it was about, but it was about someone in the Obama administration, a, a black woman. I think she was comparing her to an ape. Am I correct? Yes. Yes. Gross on its face. Disgusting on its face. Right. Um, what he said is he, of course, Killer Mike is, is black for those of you who don't know who he is. He said that um, what he was talking to his friend about is, you know, he didn't agree with Colin Kaepernick being fired. So why should Ro Roseanne Barr be fired for something that she said and expressed that wasn't on the show? You know, his point that, you know, he quoted actually Noam Chomsky, um, that if you believe in freedom, if you don't believe in freedom of speech for people that you despise, you don't believe in freedom of speech. And somebody should be fired from their job based on how well they're doing at their job. If the ratings had plummeted on Roseanne Barr's show after her, after her comments, that would be one thing. But firing her just because of what she said, he disagreed with. And 
I have a hard time as, as someone who was disgusted by Roseanne Barr's tweets, didn't watch that show anyway. Um, you know, I, I didn't get really upset about her being fired. Well, we want to see her pay. Right. But, but also let me say sometimes. Well, but wanting to see someone pay is not a great motivation. Not ag- agreed. I agree. But also saying, you know, a lot of people when they have employment anywhere have all kinds of things they sign the, the, uh, an employment agreement they sign when they get their job. And some of them are morality yeah. clauses. Um, what, what's happening is though, <clears throat> so somebody says something, we demand them be fired, blah, blah, blah. They get fired. They don't get fired. We caught, we get pissy. We don't get pissy. All these things. What we don't know is what their employment agreement said. That's absolutely we true. Probably we'll never know, but you know, Tim Allen got fired also, by the way, from his job, his, his show for also having conservative, he actually said, he didn't even say anything that offensive. He was just very conservative. So they shit canned his show. Um, and, but we don't know, we react, right? We're like, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. You can't have an opinion anymore. And well, they could have an employment contract that has a morality clause. And some lawyer said, we deem that immoral. That is part of our, our company does not agree with these values. And you're going to be fired. They could, you could be fired if you didn't say that in a public arena. If one of your coworkers heard you say that, so Roseanne Barr could have had, could have been, have a, you know, could have had a morality clause, could have said that in the break room and still been fired. You know what I mean? Like, so we assume, oh, it's just because she had a pin, an opinion and it could have been, but she could have also been bound by a certain level of legality. Okay. Well, legality aside, let's look at it from this perspective. She is a representative of the company as a larger whole. She represents the company being an employee, being a star of the show, specifically on television. But even me at my real job, I don't put anything on the, on my personal page or any of my personal pages about where I work for that reason, because I don't want to be associated with them if I say something that goes against the overall message of the company and and what they stand for. Because I know that if I do that, then that's me misrepresenting the company. And at the minute I say something that is wholly offensive and uh, wrong by all standards, then my company is going to want to step back and distance itself from me so that they're no longer associated. Also, yeah, like we're a right to work state here in Tennessee and there are other states like that in the, in the nation and I can be fired because it's Thursday. If I'm not fired because of a protected class, right. and your opinion isn't a protected class. If I say something and my firm says, I don't appreciate you said that, I can be fired for it. I am not protected. Whether I have an employment agreement or not, I'm in a right to work state. Some of these things matter also. So that's from the company's sure. perspective. They, you know, and I think a lot of companies are doing this because of money and in response to the mob, right? They're, they're afraid of their The repercussions money. of not doing <laughs> Right, yeah, absolutely. There are repercussions. And but let's talk about, I mean, let's talk about the mob mentality of this person has made a mistake. They should never work again. Did we do this with, uh, didn't we do an episode on like Louis? No, we, you and I talked about it, but we haven't okay. done that yet. Louis so, C.K. is another example though. He did what he did. <laughs> uh, he, he masturbated in front of women, some of whom, at least some of whom were his employees. And basically his show got canceled. He has started, I think, doing comedy again. Um, but I don't think his career will ever be the same. I'll say, I, I'll say for the, on the celebrity side of things, my, my sympathy, of course, is a lot less because one, they should know better. They know they're, they're public. totally different things. You also have opinion. a lot of money and stuff, but like, so the Central Park lady, you know, the, the victim, he's unwilling to cooperate because he thinks that her not having basically any livelihood because of what she did is not okay. Right. Chris and Amy Cooper. That's correct. And so he... He has said, I, I don't 
appreciate what she did. I don't appreciate the repercussions either. Um, And so this is a woman who now, who's a normal person who really did something pretty atrocious. Um, Her ability to recover is a lot different than Louis C.K., who already had money and resource. And quite frankly, he's a celebrity, right? They'll always be fine. Like, uh, you know, there's always going to be a faction of people who are fine with what they did. Amy Cooper, a little different. Yeah. You know what I mean? There is a big difference. I think that it does go too far with death threats and just dragging it over and over and over again. Uh, I think that does do more harm than good. But I'm also of the belief that there should, there's got to be some kind of accountability and they have to be informed. This isn't cool. And you're no longer allowed to do this. Well, does it, but it's going viral. Does that, is that helpful or is it like, no, no, no. that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think like the death threats and people like in just harassment, like you can, get the point across without ruining somebody's life, I think. And I think that they're going to be much more receptive to the message that you're combating it with if you're not destroying their life. I think that that's the problem of cancel culture when it comes to real-life people is that it it could cause them to retreat further into their ignorance as far as... you know, you, you, we, both, we all know it's hard to have a conversation with somebody who's done the same thing as her if it hasn't been such a worldwide um, shaming. People are like, so? I don't care. When you're having that conversation, we've all had it. We've all had it with people who are like, I wasn't, I don't care. I'm not being racist, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. she damn well knows now what she did wasn't okay. Yeah. Was it because it was, like, would she have been so sympathetic or so apologetic if this doesn't ruin her life. I do, you know what I mean? We don't know now. We can't undo I think, it. I think part of this is almost like Roman like gladiators, right? Like oh, yeah, we're all sure. just enjoying like the shaming. Um, no, enjoying not, people being ripped apart. I mean, awful. this is a society. Yes. It's happening. Um, but, you know, here lately we've had all of these I can only call them Karenzillas or like mega Karens right. uh, responding to the Black Lives Matter movement. You know, I saw one the other day, this woman was following this young black man and some people came up behind her, were videoing her and uh, they were like, leave him alone, leave him alone. She tried to like get them to come to her. I can only assume to get them to stop filming and delete the video. And then she turned around and walked the other way. There was the woman here, not far from us in Elizabethton who she lost her job. Um, she was counter protesting a black lives matter protest and said, white lives matter. White lives are better. Is this That's the same disgusting. one that was like KKK power and yes. Oh, I didn't waving oh, the Confederate God, I didn't flag and then came out later and said, well, I also said black lives matter, but the camera didn't get that. Somebody just handed me a Confederate flag. I don't even remember most of that, that it was happening. I don't, Come Correct. She, Whereas if someone handed one of us a Confederate flag, we would throw it on the ground. Right. So, like, I'd burn it and spit on it. So it couldn't be used again. Right. Well, Donnie got followed by a person yesterday and had the police called on him. Are you kidding me? No. It's because it, I think part of this is this has always been there, but right now the temperature has turned up and we're we're about to boil over. And I I told Donnie, I said, you stand up and like, do not, don't raise your voice, do nothing. That's scary. It's terrifying. I get that phone call. I'm going to tell you right now, everybody who doesn't believe in protesting or all that, I'm going to burn this motherfucker down if something happens to my husband because somebody, because of a, because any of you, I'm going to burn the whole motherfucking city down. Yeah. Guess we're doing a disclaimer on this one. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> Cancel culture. Okay. I, I think that the other issue that I think arises that may even fuel the fire and push it over the edge is lack of uh, acceptance, awareness, and recognition 
for the trespassing. So where with Louie, for example, I'm not exactly sure how one would apologize or accept responsibility appropriately. Cause sometimes I don't, I think that it doesn't matter what you say. They're still, they're going to, it's not going to be enough. No, but R. Kelly, R. Kelly can't apologize. Right. Right. I mean, yeah, he so could. it R. would just Kelly, never be enough. Right. R. Kelly, 100% aside, fuck him. Um, Louie, when his apology was so non-apologetic, if that makes sense, it was yes. like, yeah, I guess I'm sorry, but here's justification, justification, justification. Y'all knew I was into this. I've talked about it, so I don't know what the big deal is. And everybody's like, dude, that's not an apology. Like you, you, you just doubled down on what you did. And I think that's what fuels that. And, and the woman, the KKK beliefs and, uh, woman from Elizabeth 10 I that it might not be the same but it is okay it's the same woman uh her apology wasn't an apology it was excuses and justification for why she had done what she did that's not what anybody wants to hear if you can just own it say I did this I shouldn't have I will work towards this and show effort then I think that that it would be received a little bit better you're still not going to get off the hook entirely but I, I don't know i feel like there's a lack of well there are and there's also some like so we can say jk rowling who said what she said and is doubling down very very strongly um here's so the two that i've had a debate about more recently are jk rowling and drew Brees, and here's how i see the difference of them um J.K. Rowling started her own tweet, talked about it, purposefully put this controversial topic up. Which she knew was controversial. That's correct. She knew it was going to blow up in her face. That's correct. Drew Brees is in in an interview and gets kind of thrown this, um, I'm not, and I have no particular affection, quite frankly, for either of them. I don't, I like J.K. Rowling's books. I've enjoyed watching Drew, Drew Brees play football, but like, I'm not, I don't idolize either of them. Um, but Drew Brees kind of got, set up to, to get himself into trouble. And look, only you can get yourself into trouble and what he said. And then he, he backed, you know, when he gets, when he explains his conversation, what happened, he's not saying he doesn't support his black teammates, all that. He was just, it didn't come across properly when he first got asked the question. All of us have been asked a question. We haven't answered right when just thrown at us. Right. JK Rowling purposefully put up her, post and has now purposefully doubled back down and back down and you know um and you know i think she's sitting behind her privilege Mm -hmm. her money privilege her white privilege her all of her privilege and according to her i'm no longer a woman either so but but that's not okay i can i just as an aside can i've been really struggling with this because I mean, I've talked about Harry Potter on this podcast a lot. I do love J.K. Rowling. To me, this feels like I'm going out to lunch with Jesus and he's being really shitty to the waiter. Like, that's what this feels like for me. <laughs> um, um, it sucks. This sucks. And you know what I saw? I, I've seen so much about it. Um, I think that if you read what she put out, her actual letter... It's not a great response, but it's a layered response. Sure. So I could sit here and try to like defend her and dissect what she said and, and all of this. You know, you know, every damn tampon commercial says ladies, right? But now is really not the time for layered arguments when people are being killed. Correct. Now is not the time for that. And that's the problem. Layered and, arguments. You know, I mean, Katrina, you and I have had conversations about some of the things that she's expressed concerns about about people transitioning at very young ages, things like that. There are concerns about that. Let's talk about that when black trans women aren't being killed for being black trans women. That's how I feel. Um, oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> I'm done. Mic drop. Because, um, like, you know, and I saw something that was, like, you know, for J.K. Rowling and other people of that generation – 
doesn't it suck when the young people that you wrote books for read them and read all the messages that you put in them and take them to heart? Like those books are so much about love and acceptance and judging people based on their actions instead of who they were born as. Right. So here's my thing. Much like R. Kelly's music. Well, we've talked about this too, where how do you, how do you listen to somebody's music or watch their art and, and, rectify what a horrible person they are or whatever. We've had this discussion with there's articles on it, all of that. My problem with her is, and with all of this, how does it take away from your womanhood? How does it's the it whole affects pie. me in no way it's the that whole someone pie. identifies as what they want to identify we, as. We talk about this with like equal opportunity and rights and all of that. It's not pie. Me giving you some doesn't get rid of mine. How does it how does it matter to me? It's the whole like gay marriage doesn't take away from my straight marriage. You being a woman doesn't make me more less or otherwise of a woman. Like, why is this so offensive to you? Why are you so bothered by the idea somebody wants to be? I'm like, well, I'd want to be a woman too. We're awesome. Why is that so upsetting that somebody would identify as a woman why is that take away from your womanhood my lack of a uterus and cervix doesn't make me feel like less of a woman why are you so upset well and you know doobie originally messaged us about this and you and i talked about doing an episode just on this issue um and i realized that every time i start thinking about that episode what i'm talking about is jk rowling and she's just not the point no you know what i mean right um and so, and that's the problem too, is, you know, Doobie posted something the other day and I, I commented on it. Doobie has a lot of information that other people don't have. But in the, in the meme, it was, there's this woman, she's a Jewish conservative. She at one point posted an article about how a great way to weaken the Nazi movement, the current one that's happening here, not in 1940, but the one that's happening in our country right now is to befriend white supremacists. And so that's not a strategy that everyone can use. We're getting way off point. I know we are, but uh, we'll circle back here in a sec. Um, yeah. No. But, but she, by the way, that is a strategy that has worked. There's a woman from the Westboro Baptist Church that is now a liberal progressive activist because someone on Twitter started a conversation with her. I actually believe he became her husband. Um, this is not a tactic for everyone. Right. Okay. But when this woman posted this, whether you agree with her or not, it's, I think, worthy of discussion. She was called a Nazi, this Jewish woman, right? And so she and J.K. Rowling had like a warm exchange on Twitter. And so then, so now it looks like because there's an article next to J.K. Rowling's name that says the left turned me into a Nazi. And what the woman was saying was, because I wrote this article, people on the left decided I was a Nazi. She didn't, she's a Jewish woman. She didn't become a Nazi. Right. But now this picture is next to J.K. Rowling's face and it looks like J.K. Rowling's a Nazi, a Nazi. Right. When, I mean, if you if you're a Harry Potter fan, all the Death Eaters, all of that, Grindelwald, like, it's this like, is like a, a symbolism. It's like Nazism. a, it's, it's a, a nuns, it's a, what's it? Um, uh, what am I trying to say? Oh, I can't think. But it's it, the left made me a Nazi didn't mean she chose it. It meant the no. left gave her that title. And like, that is the cancel culture that we're talking about. So there is, you know, mute R. Kelly, thumbs up. J.K. Rowling is a Nazi, which that's not actually a thing. But that's what well, I saw that meme and I was like, what? Triggered. <laughs> I, was like, I didn't know. <laughs> um, this is next level. Um, like the liberal left can spiral out of control, right? And when we're going after people's jobs, when we're suggesting people be raped so they have AIDS, like that's, that's I think the problem is that people feel dehumanized and then sit behind their computers and as a weapon dehumanize the people on the other end. And well, I, I think know, from a psychological perspective i think from a psychological perspective it, it you're very right as far as like the romans and the christians being led to slaughter and and the the fans uh with a thumbs up and the thumbs down and cheering and and love watching these people get torn apart but i think the reason that it's so enjoyable 
is because it's been flipped and it's not it's it's the the white supremacists and the people that are not tolerant and and people with non-accepting points of view that are getting dragged i i am i say that but i also think that you're you're 100 percent right in that it goes too far and again yeah, we're, we're it, like flipping it on them right but what, like but who among us hasn't done something that if it was put on the world stage we, we wouldn't would be publicly condemned right. well, well that's yes. what that's what i'm saying though is there's it it crosses the line at some point where it doesn't look if I see somebody that I think is a shitty person or say something shitty, then I'm not going to buy their shit anymore. I'm not going to support them financially. And I may say, yeah, I'm not into that anymore or whatever that case may be. But what am I going to do other than that? What, what good is me getting on Twitter and, and getting in somebody's mentions to tell them what a piece of crap they are. There's a hundred other people that are doing that if you just cut them off financially, then they get it real quick. You know, I mean, it's boycotts, great idea. Death threats, not so good. I agree with that 100%. Um, and, you know, John Oliver actually had something really interesting to say because he also wasn't 100% against public shaming, 100% against public shaming. But what he said was um, when the person has made the statement publicly, when it's an appalling statement, and when they are not contrite, so when they're not sorry about it, Right. So somebody like Kevin Hart, who, you know, sure. people often say really stupid stuff when they're young, right? Yeah. And in comedy, a lot of people say a lot of things that don't translate well later. Listen, Chappelle, who is like, I like worship at the altar of Chappelle now. Like he said some things that the trans not people okay. are not happy about, the trans group. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, they're just one big group, of course, uh, you know. Um, Sarcasm. Sarcasm. So that's the other thing is I listen to this and I say things all the time that could be taken out of context or misquoted. And what'd you say? I never do. You no. never do. <laughs> never. You're just talk a bastion about, talk, of love, well, joy, and safety. That's part of it, right? It's the absolute in your morality, your absolute just steadfastness in what you believe is mm -hmm. truth. And that is what a lot of this is. Well, and I think, you know, it's interesting. There are some celebrities, so normal people wouldn't, I don't think, be able to do this. But there are some celebrities who are just like, nah, I'm not canceled. And it works for them. <laughs> like, so like, like Chappelle, um, I think he, people got really up in arms after that last special and we're all just kind of like, eh. <laughs> um, But once again, if you don't want to listen to him, don't listen to him. You should. Like if, if what he said offended you, you should not listen to him. Well, that's kind of it, right? Like we'll so get over it. And my mom used to say it all the time. Like if you don't like what's on TV, turn it off. Um, I don't, if I don't like what JK Rowling or Amy Cooper, all that stuff. So I'm not going to buy JK Rowling stuff anymore. I'm not going to contribute to her empire. Um, I'm, but I'm not going to ask that she be killed. Well, and so one that I found really interesting and it was just this past week was uh, Lynn Manuel Miranda yeah. So, you know, a lot of this stuff is coming out about the founding fathers and people, now that the movie is out, all of a sudden people are like, you know, talking about how it doesn't really deal with slavery and it pa paints them in this really lovely light. You know, the response to that is, you know, this is fan fiction, basically. This is founding fathers fan fiction and it's inserting people of color into a story that they've traditionally been left out of, which I think is yeah. true. And it, no, it, that's a good thing. We're always um, looking for something to just pick at. It's like, we don't you pick at your own shitty life. And like, I mean, he's like, you know, this country was built on, you know, with immigrants and it was, you know, he says all kinds of great. Well, what he, his response awesome. to that was perfect. What he said was all of these criticisms are valid. I did the best. It took me six years to write this and I did the best I could. And I put in as much as I could. It's a two, it's an over two or three hour long play. I don't know, you know. And, and, all, and a huge for people of color. I mean, I'm not a person of color, so maybe I shouldn't say that. But yes, to me, is. to see people of color, like telling this story was. And the little girl. So did cool. everybody see the little girl who reacted to seeing Philippa Sue? I mean, this is, these are great wins. Him not getting it 100% right. Should we then take this great, um, artist off the planet because right. he didn't 
quite address every little thing. Well, that's what it's about now. It's about purity. Like everything has to be perfect or it's bullshit and we have to get rid of it. But in who's decided it's purity. That's what I'm saying. It's your moral. The mob. So that's the The culture. The mob decides what's good and what isn't. And it's messy as hell and not actually constructive. Um, Or true. Like it doesn't speak for everybody, right? You're, you don't get, when we've talked about this in every single we don't get to speak for all feminists. We speak from our perspective. You know, right. all, everybody doesn't have just one collective. We're not, nobody's one collective. Well, let me read. So someone who most people on the left can get behind is President Obama. And here's what he said about cancel culture. This idea of purity and you're never compromised and you're always politically woke and all that stuff. You should get over that quickly. The world is messy. There are ambiguities. People who do really good stuff have flaws. People who, are, who you are fighting may love their kids and share certain things with you. I do get a sense sometimes now among certain young people, and this is accelerated by social media, there is a sense sometimes of the way we make change is to be, judgmental as, is to be as judgmental as possible about other people, and that's enough. Like if I tweet or hashtag about how you didn't do something right or use the wrong verb, then I can sit back and feel pretty good about myself because, man, you see how woke I was. I called you out. That's not activism. That's not bringing about change. If all you're doing is casting stones, you're probably not going to get that far. That's easy to do. I dropped my mic. If only it wasn't so expensive. (laughs) Yeah, and it's attached to this big heavy thing. And And I did want to say, so someone who I consider to be kind of a caller outer is Jamila Jamil. And if you all don't know who that is, she's um, from The Good Place. And she has a campaign called I Weigh that's its own Instagram account. And basically what it, it's talking about body positivity and it's instead of I weigh this number, it's I weigh intelligence and my love of this thing. And, you know, it's, it's, it's actually a pretty cool idea. Um, and she often calls out celebrities like the Kardashians for promoting, you know, for their own pocketbook, basically diet supplements and things and presenting the end results, which is, crazy unrealistic and not accept not accessible or natural yeah um so here's what she said cancel culture is great when you have the weinsteins and people who have done irrevocable harm no one can come back from that cancel culture should be for them but it has started to spread out to anyone who has made a mistake even innocently uh anyone who's made a mistake in the past we now cancel everyone and that's what that's going to do is devalue progress. It's going to stop people from wanting to change because they'll be forever cast aside from their one sin from the past uh, that they want to improve from. If we want to motivate people to change, we have to show that there's hope to be reaccepted into society. And that's, I think we could do a whole other episode about, that's actually what you and I talked about, Mitch, was when someone does this egregious thing, how do they, how do we let them come back from that? Right. There, there has to be that. If we just shove them into the darkness, then they're going to get worse. They're going to start associating their shame and their struggle with the people that put them there, not the reason that they were put there. Yeah. But so there has to be that, that option uh, for retribution and acknowledgement and, and growth there. I mean, there, you have to give them that. And I, I know a lot of people don't want to with certain people, Louie. Uh, but again, Louie's response didn't help his case at all. And I think that's, that's the issue is that we need to see that you acknowledge your mistake and are willing to grow from it. Well, but if, you, if you're just going to be like, right. my bad, uh, but here's why I did that, then you have not done anything other than justify your own behavior. I also agree with what she said where, and, and I think this is the point that I was trying to make earlier is the, with Harvey Weinstein and R Kelly and, and Bill Cosby. Bye. Bye. Like that's, that's not okay under any circumstances. Uh, and it was years and years and years of horrific abuse, but Somebody, they didn't just say a thing wrong. Right. right. Like Tracy Morgan uh, famously made a joke about his kid being gay and people walked out of the theater. In his apology, he was weeping. He's like, I, I'm so sorry. Like, I, I didn't mean that. It was, it was a joke. And I, 
I am so sorry that I hurt anybody at all. That's not who I am. That's not what I stand for. And I, I have, I've learned from this mistake and I've grown from it. And I think, uh, was it Jonah Hill that also had a fantastic apology or something he had said, but nitpicking people's old tweets is dumb. Kevin Hart had already addressed the situation when it was brought back up. And he's like, yeah, I've already addressed that. I did that like four years ago. I addressed that and spoke well, about it. Yeah, and we're beating uh, a dead horse. Why do we go? Why are we not being offensive enough regularly that we have to go back to old people's offenses? Right, but I, I think that's that's the key in what uh, what you were just saying uh, re- re- illustrates is that there's got to be a moment of retribution and that option, that light at the end of the tunnel. Like, yeah, I fucked up, but there is a way for me to grow from this and become a better person and potentially even more successful if you want to get all selfish about it. But just ignoring it and pretending like you didn't do anything wrong is, is not. I think that's, what's particularly almost comical about JK Rowling, to be honest with you, because it's she, the people who, who she's aligning kind of in, in thought with, are not the people who are her fans anyway and who don't buy her crap and probably aren't to be honest with you. And it's just, you're, you continue to dig your grave and at some point just stop. Like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just well, waiting. Like, <laughs> I mean, and, and that's, that's the other element of this. And I think this is, I'm, again, it's not a black and white issue of, yeah, this is how you go to dress uh, people on Twitter that say dumb shit. There's it, it, not a definitive way. Right. There's not a definitive way to apologize or to gain that retribution. Right. But at some point, you've got to realize, just shut up. Like, what, whatever you're doing isn't helping anything. Like, why is this the hill that you're trying to die on when it yeah. doesn't affect you and instead it affects other people? You don't have a dog in the trans fight, so shut up. Like, stop talking about it. Like, what? Why? Why even bring it up? Why is this a social cause that you want to address? Right. I think she has. I think she has met with young people who have transitioned and ended up regretting it. And I understand that that's a concern. It's black trans women are being slaughtered. For but being even, black trans women. What what made her their representative? Right. I I who just elected, I think, I don't know. who elected her the I screwed up, please speak on behalf of all of us. Because I've I got plenty know. of trans friends who have no problem with their transition. I and have, they don't I appreciate no her comments. And it's like, who voted you to be able to you know, we make it a point on this podcast to say, I don't speak. We three collectively do not speak for all feminists. You don't get to who elected you the grand wizard of <laughs> bullshit? I don't, I, for those of you who can't see me and are hearing me, I, I'm trying. I, you feel like you just got canceled, don't you? No. <laughs> I, I was shaking my head no the whole time Katrina was talking. Right. As the, you know, person who this hurt, like it's, I think it hurts your feelings more than, you it, know. It sucks because, like, I don't fully understand trans issues. I'm probably not the only one on this podcast who would say that. Like, I also don't feel like they need to wait for me to fully understand trans issues for them to feel like full, legitimate human beings, however they want to identify. And the fact that this person who wrote this stuff that has shaped a lot of how I think about things and whose work I love and... When I'm honest to God, like when I have put on the Harry Potter books for Heavenly Dragon, that's one of the things that gets him to sleep. Okay. Like this is crushing to me. Like I hate it. It's not as crushing as it is to trans people. Right. I'll live. I'll get over it. She's not attacking me. I just, it sucks. (laughs) Like I said, it's like if you went out to eat with Jesus and he was real shitty to the waiter. Like that's, I'm like, it like it feels like a bad dream because she. But that guy was kind of appointed to talk for the people. <laughs> he was, he was. Who the, who voted her the 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 person? 
Just because she makes a lot of money, just because she wrote a lot of books. Well, there's a lot of people who wrote a lot of books. I I would imagine that she feels like she's met these people with pain and she has a platform and she's trying to. The 10 people she met with. I don't, you know, I don't know. And I, I just don't think, like I said, when there's, there's people who are dying. Right. We're dying. There's people who are being lynched. There's like, we don't have time for that. I mean, I mean, and I, I hate to say that too, because there's people, you know, if someone has transitioned and regretted it and they're suffering, then I care about but that then, too. But, but that's then, them. And uh, like, address she, that head on. Well, that, that aspect of it entirely. And like, don't make it about trans in general. Well, or she also it, in her letter, right. so she, she says stuff about that, which I understand, but she also talks about her history of being abused. And so to be honest with you, and this actually connects to cancel culture too, I think that she's coming from a place of pain. I think that it, to me, being, having a history of domestic abuse has nothing to do with trans women. For some reason, she's connected those things in her brain. Now, is that an excuse or valid at all? No. But I think that a lot of the people who participate in this mob mentality, cancel culture, so it's, it's ironic because it's the opposite of, you know, she's, she's against cancel culture. I think these people have some pain or damage or something in their life that dehumanizing people and attacking them on the internet makes them feel better. And it's just not good in any direction. No, it, we talk about it. Having normal people, calm conversation is a lot more effective usually. Um, Unfortunately, we've, because some people's voices aren't heard, I think ultimately, you know, we're talking about burning buildings down and all of that stuff because having conversations with people hasn't worked. That's why we've had major protests as of late because at some point you got to be smacked in the face. Yeah. Well, you and I, when we started this podcast, what we said was, there's two ways to make change. There's having the meaningful conversation and there's storming the castle. The castle is being stormed now because no one's listening. Right. And the temperature, until we can listen to each other, the temperature is just going to keep going up and up and up until things eventually boil over. Well, and I think that's where this mob mentality comes from, right? Because people are tired. I'm tired of people like her saying these things. I'm tired of it. I have friends this affects. I, do, I, want, I want to like her books. I want, you know, and you're, you're hurting people on purpose for whatever agenda you've decided, whether you intended it well or not, you know, we're tired of hearing this. You're not the only person who has said this. The same, Stop the saying same this old talking stuff. points get extremely exhausting because there, uh, on this side of the, the acceptance and, and tolerance, uh, I I keep saying the same things in response to hearing the same things and it, it becomes exhausting. And then and you're finally like, look, here's a racist. Do what you want with them. Right. And that's where the mob mentality comes from too. Like, so where we're like, well, we don't love it, but like at what point do the Amy Coopers stop calling the cops on black guys? At what point do the JK Rowling stop behind their white privilege, start talking for all women? You don't get to speak for me. You don't get to say I'm not part of the club because whatever you believe. White privilege so, and cis privilege. For correct. Yeah. CIS, you are, if you don't know what I'm talking about. CIS privilege. Cis privilege. I mean, like, and money privilege and all of the privilege you get. Don't, it's old. So your mob mentality, so the mob mentality, that's where this hap- This ultimately then gets to. These people are tired of it. Because where maybe Amy Cooper made a little transgression, you know what? We're tired of these little transgressions. Stop being a racist. Right. So yeah, burn it down. Well, I do think that transphobia is the new, like, slightly acceptable racism. You know what I mean? I don't really understand that. So I don't have to treat them like full people. But racism is bad. You know what I mean? And I think, once again, this is, <laughs> this is me speaking well, because they think for it's other people. Because people, because racism, they've decided, look, people don't get to choose their skin tone, but people get to choose their, 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 uh, their either sexuality and or sex now. So that's why, because it's a choice. And I don't understand it. So it makes me uncomfortable. That's right. Right. 
Right. Just like we talked about recently, the, the microaggressions of, you know, here's my, here's my black friend kind of deal. How you're acting makes me uncomfortable, so you need to change it. Yep. Instead of, what am I doing? God, like, so every, yeah. like, just mind your own business. Right. <laughs> the mom mind your own business. Racists mind your own business. Transphobes mind your own business. But and then, so then where then do we, then would, do we not advocate for those if we, yes. right? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm just saying like, when it comes to being critical of others, right? mind your own shop, perhaps. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I agree. Now, here's some, here's some irony for you. Oh, God. Louis C.K. <laughs> there, I used to be a big fan, and there's some bits of his that still stick with me, but there's one part of his TV show where his daughter is saying that her sister got more than her. And what he says is, you must understand things will not always be fair. You should only look in someone, other, someone else's bowl to make sure that they have enough. So when I say my own business, that's what I mean. If you're minding somebody else's business, it damn well better be sure to make sure that they're okay. Yes, and advocate for them, not against them. Yes. There's so many people. Everybody has enemies. Why can't we be advocates for those, for each other? Right. You don't I mean, have to like everyone. You don't have to agree with everyone. But you don't get to negate somebody else's existence because of how you feel. Well, yeah. Yep. Other than All right. So this turned into one of those episodes. <laughs> so we're going to say something we're grateful for. That's how we're going to end out. And we're going to start with Crazy Hair Mitch. I am thankful for my plants. Jeez. You said that last time. I know. I, that's all I care about. I'm grateful <laughs> for Mitch's hair right now. It's, I know, awesome. it's doing something. Was it like this the whole time? Pretty much. I think oh, I've been like it. doing things like this. Yeah. At so some it, point, you just stop caring. I mean, it's did, a real curly hair bonanza over did there. Did you ever? I'm so jealous. I wish my hair was beautiful and curly like that. No, you don't. I can't get my hair to do it. I, yeah, Rin and I both, like, I almost have a little wave now that I'm older. I can be grateful for that. I'm not, so I'll be, since I'm really on the hate in J.K. Rowling right now, like, a lot. I'm grateful for the characters she wrote. There's so Even many though now, messages in those books. Obviously, she wrote them from her ass because she's an asshole, but that's fine. <laughs> you know, I, I do honestly, I feel like, well, you know what? Fuck it. No, never mind. I, I was going to say something. Don't try to. She's got plenty of defenders. It's fine. He's fine. He's fine. She'll always be fine. But this, is, I, this is a struggle for me. It's just, but it's not equivalent to the struggle of being a trans person existing in the world today with a bunch of assholes. Yep. So I am grateful. That Heavenly Dragon slept in a little this morning because it's been a rough time, guys. <laughs> it's been rough times at the young house sleep wise. Oh. So I really do like, I feel like Shane doesn't smoke, but I feel like he's going to go out for cigarettes and not come back. <laughs> <laughs> or me, but someone is. <laughs> if I have a kid on my doorstep at some point, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cry a little bit, but. I'll take him. And he might be him. better for you. I don't know. I mean, he'll get some sh tough loving already. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Donnie believes the dogs got left home alone at a couple weeks. So why can't the child? <laughs> He's the number 778, we didn't have children. <laughs> so. Well, there you go. <laughs> at least there's a list. Okay. So at the end of this, we're just going to decide stop being an asshole as always. Cancel culture is, uh, I think, you know, like we said, it, all of this, like everything else, exists on a spectrum and there's gray area and kind of everybody has to make this choice for themselves while taking context into consideration, but there's no context that makes it okay to devalue another human being. Yep. Whether you're, whether it's the person being canceled or the person doing the canceling. Yes. Mitch, is, Mitch canceled us. Again. Again. <laughs> so I guess we could do this without him here since he always puts a face when we try to like do our thing. But um, right. um, find us on Instagram, that other F word pod. These find us on Facebook. Yep. Find us at that other F word .com. Subscribe, rate, 
review, share this with other people. We love you. We're going to show that you'll see, you'll get to see videos. So sometimes when our faces are not, you know, portrayed accurately via audio, you can see. Please see don't always. cancel or publicly shame us. If you're right. going to do that, we suggest Mitch. Or email. Yeah, Mitch, just Facebook Mitch. He likes to fight with people on Facebook all the time. Um, well, cancel him on whatever, in whatever method you'd like. Yeah, it's fine. It's good. <laughs> email Mitch. Don't email us. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> If you don't like something we say, you can always email us, of course. And we'll My email it. is that other F word at <laughs> email.com. Yeah. Mitchell. All right. And here we go. Ready? Feminism, Feminism isn't a bad, bad word. <laughs> we should have done the round. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you just need to do it like the Beastie Boys and do it like every other word. <laughs> <laughs>